everyone. Welcome back to Relax with Animal Facts. I am Steph Wolf, and today I'm going to be learning with you about our furry, scaly, or possibly even slimy friends. In today's case, it is going to be most definitely uh, on the furrier side. Um, we are doing, as you can probably read from the title there, um, the wonderful spider monkey. I've been looking forward to doing this podcast all week. Um, so this episode is dedicated to Diego Perea, who wrote in to the show um, through email. So this is a, a special listener episode. In fact, all of the episodes going forward will most likely be special listener episodes dedicated to each uh, each of you uh, that write into the show. I've been getting so much support from you guys uh, writing in how, how, how much you like to listen to the podcast and also the animals you would, you would like to hear uh, here on the show. Um, so I absolutely love that. You guys are so passionate about um, not only animals, but also, I guess, of relaxing at the same time. Um, although today, whenever I start talking about primates, I, I have to catch myself because I can just, um, you know, um, talk and talk and talk and probably go a little bit too fast. Um, so I'm going to uh, try to slow it down today um, while I will do my absolute best. So if you want to hear your uh, animal on the podcast, go ahead and send an email to relaxwithanimalfacts at gmail.com um, and I get back to each and every one of you that write in and um, you have a chance of being on the show and of uh, learning about an animal that you would like to learn about. So again, thank you, Diego, for making this episode uh, possible. Um, so um, I got my facts from National Geographic, Britannica, and MNN.com. Um, so I got them from a variety of resources. This time, um, I have a lot of facts to get through, and we're going to be getting into some of the specifics of, um, you know, uh, what are, the, are there differences between apes and monkeys, and all these different sorts of classifications and taxonomy things that, that happen in the sort of primate world, because I don't believe that they were covered um, in the orangutan, gorilla, or the bonobo podcast. I don't think that that, um, that actually came up. So today's going to be a very fun episode for all of us um, and uh, hopefully a very um, educational one as well. So let's get right into the show. So spider monkeys live in the tropical rainforests of Central and South America, um, which would make them classified under New World primates. Now, if you if you don't know this term, um, we're going to explain it in just a second. Um, and the, uh, the spider monkeys also um, live as far north as Mexico, so they have been seen there before. So um, the spider monkeys are very social, and they will gather in groups of up to two or three dozen animals. So we can see that you know, um, I guess going back in our evolutionary past, we can see that pr um, many primates really, really need these, these kind of um, social ties to one another, just like with us human beings. It is very important that we have social contact with other people um, and, and um, we form these social groups and not only for, I guess, our own survival, but, you know, general happiness and things like that um, that go along with it. Um, so at night, the groups will split up into smaller kind of sleeping parties of about a half dozen or fewer. Um, so foraging will also occur in the smaller groups and is usually most intense uh, fairly early on in the day. 
So um, they are omnivores, so they will often, you know, um, find uh, foods uh, by foraging for, you know, nuts, fruits, leaves, um, but they are also, uh, because they are omnivores, they will partake in things like bird eggs and spiders as well. Um, so while their diet does consist about 90% of um, fruit, seed, nuts, and flowers, so more of the vegetation, herbivore aspect, they do, um, they will supplement that, that other 10% with bird eggs and insects as well. So if you're wondering what does New World, you know, what are New World monkeys? Maybe you've heard the term before. Um, there are Old World monkeys and New World monkeys, the two kind of um, uh, classifications of monkeys in general. Um, and what about apes and monkeys as well? You know, so many questions um, about them. You know, why are they classified this way? Well, monkeys have the presence of a tail. So um, they will also have relatively short and flat faces, um, which are very different from apes. So if you remember, um, if any of you have listened to the gorilla podcast or the bonobo or the um, orangutan, these are all apes. Um, well, majority of them are great apes. So, you know, the gorilla does not have a tail. The orangutan does not have a tail. Bonobos do not have a tail. So having a tail really um, is what is, is one of the main things that separate monkeys from apes. Um, so going, um, well, a along with the short and flat faces as well. So as far as the new world and old world monkeys go, so this is a classification system that researchers and scientists use to separate um, two different kinds of monkeys, mostly based on, um, on geographic location. So um, just so you can get a little bit of a, of a peek into what new world monkeys uh, look like. So in general, so these are generalizations, so new world monkeys will have broad noses, a wide septum, which is what divides the nostrils, um, and the nostrils of new world monkeys um, are always going to be outwardly directed. So that means to the side, okay? Um, and then old world monkeys will have uh, fairly narrow noses with a thin septum and downward facing nostrils. So if you look in a mirror, um, you know, if, if you're listening to this, you can look in a mirror and you can say, uh, you can see that your nostrils are pointing down. That is because humans and apes share the downward facing nostrils, um, which is super interesting. Um, and the classification of, uh, of New World monkeys uh, was, was uh, and old world, old world monkeys were specifically chosen because of the geographical hemispheres at which the monkeys uh, occupy or occupied previously. Um, so, for example, Africa, Europe, and Asian continents are considered uh, old world continents. So monkeys that were present there um, were considered to be old world. And then when we look at the North and South Americas, those are considered the New World. So any monkeys that are present in the North and South Americas are going to be considered New World monkeys, which are why the spider monkey is considered a New World primate. Um, so New World and Old World, it just has to do with geographic, um, uh, you know, ge geographical hemispheres and when things were advented later or, um, or before. So Old World, Europe, Asia, Africa, and then we have the Americas, which are considered the New World. So I hope that that gives a little bit uh, clearer picture of primate classification in general.
So now going specifically um, into the spider monkey again. Um, so they have very strong tails. So spider monkeys get their name from their spider-like appearance generally. I'm not trying to spoil anything because that is also the reason for their name. Um, but when they hang from their, uh, they can hang from the, tr uh, from the tree with their tails uh, from the bow of the tree. So they have prehensile tails. Prehensile, there's that word again. Um, prehensile, if we don't remember what that is, prehensile means the ability to grip. So their tail is so strong it can grip onto, um, onto pretty much anything that it holds onto, um, and it's very well developed for um, arboreal life um, because it can act as almost an extra arm for these guys. And considering that most primates have very, very um, dexterous sort of um, legs as well, or feet rather, they can, you know, it's almost like having a fifth arm in a way. Um, and the tail even lacks hair on the underside so that the monkey can get a much better grip on a branch while using both of their hands to gather fruit. So it's very cool how their bodies are so, so well adapted to living in the trees, um, even to the point where hair doesn't grow on a certain part so they get better grip. You know, if they had hair on their palms, it would make it very, very difficult to grab onto things. Um, you know, slipping would be happening a lot and it wouldn't be good, I'm sure. Um, and another fact that is super surprising for me is that spider monkeys do not have thumbs. So according to the Los Angeles Zoo, the spider monkey uh, geni genus, not genius, sorry, genus, refers to its absent thumb. Um, and in Greek, Atelis, which is, um, or Ateles, I guess you could say, which is its, its scientific name, uh, it means not complete in Greek, which is very cool. So um, the thumb was kind of, um, I suppose, evolved away, as you can say, because it wasn't necessarily needed. So their hands um, have vestigial thumbs that are not used. Vestigial, um, I'm sure uh, many of you have heard that word before. Um, vestigial is just meaning that it is a body part that is there, but not used for any purpose uh, any longer just because I guess it has fallen out of favor when it comes to adaptation and evolution. It just doesn't need it anymore. So um, the absence of this extra digit will, uh, it gives the spider monkey kind of a hook-like hand with these long slender f uh, fingers, which really, really give it a nice grip, um, a better grip, in fact, to be able to swing branch to branch in its, um, you know, in the trees. So they do have opposable thumbs on their uh, feet, like most other primate species, but they are missing them on their hands, which I did not know and is very, very cool. Um, so as, as we know, um, with thumbs on human beings, the ability to grip is very, um, uh, is really predicated on thumbs. You know, trying to eat, trying to do things like that with no thumbs is very, very difficult. Um, and it's beca because we are, um, we are given the, I guess you could say, the gift of the movement of op opposition. So being able to push your thumb into your pinky finger um, or any other finger, uh, this makes it very, very easy to grab different things and, and things like that. Um, and uh, it makes our lives very uh a lot easier than they would be without. But as we can see here, where it is not so important for these guys to be using thumbs, um, 
we can see that over time they adapted to have a different anatomical and physiological structure um, uh, and be more suited to their environment. So very, very cool. So typically females give birth to only a single baby every two to five years. So this could be due to the fact that uh, young monkeys are completely dependent on, on, uh, on their mothers for about 10 weeks or so. And then after that time, they begin to explore on their own and play amongst themselves. So we can see that in primate species, um, as well as you know in humans, because we're very closely related, um, that this whole theme of being completely dependent on their mothers is a um, very common characteristic. Um, and this is because they learn from their parents, you know, how to forage for food, how to do things like that. Um, but the mothers will continue to care for their young, in the case of the spider monkey, for the first year of their lives. Now, this is not so long when you compare it to other, um, other species like the orangutan or, you know, other kind of, uh, um, I suppose, well, those are not new world monkeys, those are considered great apes. But um, in the orangutan, for example, going back to that, um, the child is really dependent on its mother for up to six years of its life. Uh, so for the first six years, which in general for animals, um, if you look at the whole animal kingdom, six years is a very, very long time to be dependent on, um, on the parents of the offspring. Um, and the mothers will continue to care for their young um, and will often move about with their offspring clinging to their backs. Um, so um, I think that's uh, very awesome. Of course, primates, they have these uh, very um, nice uh, characteristics of, um, you know, of really teaching their young everything that they need to know. Um, I guess whether that's a nice characteristic or um, an absolute necessity, I guess it doesn't matter. I just like to um, kind of um, appreciate the little things about each um, animal that we cover here. Um, so. Uh, they will range from about 14 to uh, 26 inches in size, and they will weigh about 13 um, and a quarter pound, so 13.25 pounds, or for those of you that use kilograms, that's about six kilograms on average. So fairly small, six kilograms, you know, that, that's not a lot, um, definitely less than, you know, carry-on uh, carry baggage or anything like that. Um, of course, nobody's traveling right now, but uh, that's not what we're talking about. Um, so fairly small, these guys. Um, and they will live to be about 22 years in the wild, which considering their weight and size is actually fairly long. So uh, fairly, fairly good. Um, and in captivity, they've been seen to live up to 35 years. So that is very, very good. Um, you know, and uh, so 35 years in captivity, of course, it's a very, very common trend that we have seen on the show time and time again. Uh, when an animal's in, a ca in captivity, um, it is able to, of course, um, you know, the handlers usually are able to administer things uh, for infections and stuff like that to help them against nature. Um, so that is why that we often see life expectancy increase in captivity. I'm just going to take a quick drink of my tea here. Surprisingly, everyone, this is not... Uh, a chamomile tea. This is a herbal fruit tea of some sort. I think it has, I think it's a raspberry something or other. And of course it is just a little bit too hot. I might have burned my lips just a little bit, but that's not important. Um, 
spider monkey troops are matriarchal, which means uh, that the females play the, le the leadership role. Um, so females will actively choose their mates when breeding, and they will tend to make the decisions for the entire group. Um, and the uh, wildlife way station notes that even the group size is ultimately determined by the alpha female of the troop. So um, we have seen a matriarchal kind of um, uh, matriarchal kind of system in a few animals that we've covered. Another primate um, that used a matriarchal system was the bonobo, our closest living relative to humans um, genetically. Um, which is very cool. Um, so just like bonobos, spider monkey troops are matriarchal. And if you're wondering how long uh, the gestation period, fancy word for just meaning how long the pregnancy lasts in these monkeys, um, is actually uh, it's a lot longer than what I thought it is, uh, or it would be. It is about seven months or so, um, which for their size and life expectancy and whatnot, I imagined it more to be in the three to four range. But seven months, you know, um, for a gestation period for an animal uh, of its size and all those kind of things, um, I would say that's a fairly long gestation period. Um, and when different troops of spider monkeys meet, they will hug each other um, and things like that just to uh, express kind of greetings and hopefully avoid confrontation and potential aggression. This is not something that is common among many primates. We have seen something similar in the bonobo. Um, again, if you haven't listened to that episode, you can listen to it whenever you'd like. Um, but the bonobos use mating as a way of expressing greetings and avoiding confrontation. But the spider mon uh, monkeys, I suppose, prefer a more PG version, and they, they go for the they opt for the hug. Um, and um, I, again, we don't see this very often in primates. This whole um, uh, uh, thing with dominance in alpha males we see in things like gorillas and chimpanzees and things like that. So um, trying to avoid confrontation and potential aggression is actually more of a special characteristic uh, among many primates. Um, so I guess the spider monkey is included within that. Um, and the main predators of spider monkeys are going to be um, uh, mostly big cats. So we're going to see jaguars, pumas, ocelots, um, and also large snakes as well. So because of their um, because of their thumbs or the lack thereof, they are able to leap from one tree to another, and this makes them really swinging specialists. Um, so they can cover as much as forty feet of distance with just a single powerful swoosh of those uh, huge arms, and they are deceptively long arms. Um, you know, they have these very long hook-like arms, um, as, as we talked about before, um, as well as a very, very mobile um, uh, jo uh, shoulder joint um, to assist the monkeys with these impressive moves. So obviously, mobility is going to be something very, very important for these guys. Um, so having the extra mobility in their shoulder joint is going to assist them in doing those very, um, uh, you know, cool moves in the trees um, and make sure that they don't get injured um, in, in many ways that you could get injured swinging at such distances and possibly at certain speeds. Um, so for the final fact of today, we always like to end the podcast on a specific um, fact about the name, you know, where, where did they come from, things like that. Um, so I hope it wasn't spoiled a little bit. 
at, uh, at the beginning of the episode um, uh, or near the beginning. So spider monkeys are named spider monkeys because they hang from trees by holding different branches with their limbs and long tails as we, as we discussed. Um, and it is almost like they're shaped like spiders just because they have these, um, of course, anatomically, they are very much not shaped like spiders, but they have these very long limbs that look spider, spider-like or spider-esque, I guess you could say, um, which um, I suppose is why they received that name. So that is the end of the facts. We're going to move on to the next segment of the show, the new segment. This is the second episode doing it, and this is listener mail. So this one is from Ava, um, and she wrote, Hi, my name is Ava, and I only discovered and started listening to your podcast today, and I've listened to a bunch. Anyways, I loved the Armadillo podcast, and I see a bunch here in Houston, Texas. Very cool. I don't, I don't have the pleasure of seeing the Armadillo here in Canada, and that is probably a good thing. Um, the cold here is, 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 is not their scene. Um, and uh, she says, or she writes, I wanted to suggest a few animals for your podcast. The hippopotamus, the camel, uh, squirrels, the pelican, and the penguin, which we just covered uh, um, we just covered the last week, um, which was also recommended by Jack. So very cool that we had two people wanting the penguin. Looks like we got a two for one on that. Um, and then she continues on and she says, I hope you like any of my suggestions and that they were helpful. You are the only podcast that I listen to and I love your episodes. And in brackets, don't worry, I'm following you on Spotify. Sincerely, Ava. Ava, thank you very much for writing in. Again, I love reading your mail. You know, whenever I wake up to mail in the morning, it's just, you know, it really um, brightens up my day. Um, so thank you so much for writing in and for your support, Ava, and those of you who continue to write into the show and make it uh, an absolute joy to do this every week. So those of you that want to support, uh, that want to support the show, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on, uh, or on Spotify, make sure to... Um, to click the follow button on your phone or wherever you are uh, just because it helps keep the show going and at a thousand followers on Spotify I'm going to be releasing one of the bonus Patreon episodes which are only covering extinct animals so um, I think maybe it'll be the saber-toothed tiger episode so if you would like to hear about saber-toothed tigers um, you can go ahead and click that follow button um, and those of you who want to support me uh, further uh, you can go to patreon.com slash rwaf podcast and there we have weekly exclusive uh, bonus video episodes of uh, me steph wolf doing extinct animals so so far we've covered the dodo and we have covered the saber tooth tiger so thank you so very much to all of you who have listened today um, and i look forward to doing the next podcast episode with the next animal Take care.